You know, when it becomes this clear that you're probably getting played, I think all you can do is just accept it and move on. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Never a dull moment in recruiting, eh? I'm Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So Cormani McLean definitely visited Colorado. Definitely. And he might even still be there right now as I speak to you guys on Sunday midday. He might still be there, if not on his way home at this moment. So Cormani McLean, you know, Miami verbal commit who never signed a national letter of intent, had uh, expected him to do that in December. Now he can't sign a letter of intent to Miami or anywhere else until February 1st. Um, Him being in Boulder, Colorado this weekend visiting the Buffaloes and Coach Prime was probably the worst kept secret in America. Even though, like, Cormani McLean, when rumors started to come out that people were seeing him on campus and around campus at Colorado, like, he even went out of his way to send an Instagram post with a location pin claiming that he was in Tampa, Florida, which is, you know, right around the corner from Lakeland where he lives. And then, like, as he was sending that location pin, though, someone was streaming an Instagram live of Cormani in a photo shoot in Boulder visiting with other Colorado visitors in Colorado Buffalo's gear. He was wearing, you know, the black and gold Jersey with the number seven on it. So like he didn't want people to know he was there, but he was definitely there. Okay. And this was on Saturday. This came a day after Miami reportedly sent, uh, according to on three, they reportedly sent basically their entire defensive coaching staff. Miami did to Lakeland high school to visit with Cormani. The problem was, They got there. He wasn't there. He no-showed the visit because he was on his way to Colorado, right? And then Miami ends up, I I think Miami probably played it off about as well as he could. So they ended up spending some time there with the Lakeland coaches, answering some questions. You know, I guess you try to keep the relationships going with the coaches uh, because even – the Lakeland coaches apparently didn't know where Cormani McLean was at that time. It's crazy. Now, one of the things that I've been asked a lot, and I don't have an answer to it, I can only give you an educated guess, okay? I've been asked a lot the last couple of days, well, Dono, if the coaches went out there to visit him, was it a surprise visit? Like, it's none of their bi- – if he's not there, that's not their business. Like, how are you just going to show up and assume the young man is there? Um, I don't know. Like, I find it very unlikely – that they would show up to a visit at his high school without having let someone know? Like, did they let Cormani know, his mother know, his Lakeland coaches know, uh, the administration there at Lakeland? Because you probably can't just show up without letting, you know, the uh, the principal or somebody know you're, you're showing up for a visit. So uh, I would imagine somebody knew about it, and that word should have gotten to Cormani if Cormani didn't know about it himself. But that's an assumption on my part. It's only an educated guess, okay? Because I can't imagine... Miami sending a big contingent of coaches up there if they didn't even know for sure he was going to be there to visit. Like, don't you make sure somebody's not going to be on vacation or planning a trip there? So I think he knew that they were coming. All right. Now, at the same time, um, I, I can still have a smile on my face when I talk about all of this for some simple reasons here. 
Like when you're dealing with 18 year olds, there is a factor of unpredictability. Everyone knows that. Believe me, these coaches know that sometimes you get played. So you take your emotions out of it. You just accept it as part of the recruiting landscape. Because believe me, folks, not every recruitment is like this one. This one is very unique. Of course, uh, Cormani's situation is not straightforward like most other situations are. But this is not a completely unique scenario, okay? It's the nature of the beast. Miami has been trolled and played before, and this won't be the last time it happens, okay? And, of course, something very similar just happened to Florida State last year with Travis Hunter, and Deion Sanders was also involved with that. And then Florida State, they move on with their business. They go on and have a 10-win season without him. All you can do here is move on the same way that Florida State did, okay? And if Cormani McLean doesn't sign with Miami, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Uh, and I'm also, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not disappointed about it. Okay. Cause I know some Canes fans are like, you know what? Probably not even any good. Anyway, we don't need him. The drama would have just torn the locker room apart. Like I'm going to be disappointed if he signs with Colorado or anywhere else and it's not Miami, I'm going to be disappointed. This is an excellent player. And I wanted him in Miami's 2023 class, but let's remember guys, he's still a high schooler. And, you know, he's about to be worth millions of dollars. I, I can't imagine being his age. Like when I was 18 years old, nobody cared about me. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Like the only people who cared about me were my, you know, family members and maybe a couple of my friends. Right. Uh, you know, he in his situation at 18 years old, he's dealing with lawyers and family members and all of these coaches from multiple teams getting involved in his life, pulling him in different directions. Like that's not an easy situation to be in, especially when your personality is a little bit more introverted the way his is. And I know his mother is a major influence on his recruitment. Uh, she really seems to steer the ship with a lot of the business stuff, not to mention you've got Deion Sanders in your ear and coach prime He's just as much a reality TV star as he is a college coach, if not more of a reality TV star. His playbook is very clear. He likes to play up the drama card. He likes his recruits that he's about to flip to go about it in this manner. The same thing that was unfolding with Travis Hunter looks like it could be unfolding here with Cormani McLean. That's the way Prime likes to do it. And, you know, everyone asks me, like, how come Cormani didn't just decommit from Miami weeks ago and officially reopen his recruitment? That's the right way to do it. Why string Miami along? Um, guys, I don't even it, – it's hard to speculate. Like, I, I don't really want to speculate because I don't know what his considerations were, if he felt like maybe this is the best way or if – probably not even him. Probably somebody around him feels like maybe this is the best way to leverage uh, the best possible NIL deal. Maybe he just doesn't like confrontations because you remember when Cormani McLean uh, verbally committed to Miami back in October, everyone thought he was about to verbally commit to Florida. And then the word came out, he had tipped off Miami's coaches before his announcement, I'm picking you. Uh, and he didn't bother to tell Florida coaches that he wasn't. So they went into that. And I know they were very upset afterwards about the way he went about it. Uh, he's just, I don't know, he he moves to the beat of his own drum. He's not a confrontational guy. That's not the, really the way he does it. Like, he's notoriously hard to read. And, you know, he notoriously likes to work in silence. And it's why 
so much of what's been written about him and said about him over the last couple months is based on secondary and tertiary sources and not really based on what he says. Although I know what he has been telling people up until a couple of weeks ago is Miami has nothing to worry about. Like he, he said that right to the face of my colleague, Brian Smith, a couple of weeks ago at Under Armour All America, he said, "I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming to Miami. I'm going to sign with Miami. That's what he said." So, you know, if he if he's going about it a different way behind the scenes, that's his business, not mine. Okay, whether he signs with Colorado, Miami, or anyone else, we move on, and and I'll wish him the best. Like I'm I'm not going to hold a grudge against a high school kid because he strung me along. And you know what? Here's another thing that I always remember and why I don't take these things personally and you guys shouldn't either. Okay. You know, when he chose Miami over Florida and Florida fans were all upset and bent out of shape because they thought he was going to Florida. I thought it was hilarious. Like I thought it was hilarious when he chose Miami and I, and I see the way Colorado fans. Now, a lot of you guys show up in my mentions and, and thank you for watching and thank you for listening. It's nice to have you aboard. Yeah. I see the way Colorado fans are like loving this, like, Oh yes, please. Cormani troll them, troll them. I can't wait till you pick Colorado. Like if I was on their side of it, I'd be enjoying this saga the same way that they are. That's, that's just the nature of the beast. Obviously not every recruit goes about it this way. Most don't, some do. That's just the nature of the game, man. It's just the nature of the game. That's the reality of high school recruiting in 2023. And guys, it's up to Mario Cristobal and his staff to know when they're getting played and respond accordingly and move on. And I think that's what Miami is doing right now. I think that they're moving on. We're going to talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Canes right after we talk about the awesome folks at LinkedIn Jobs. Guys, I know this works because I've gotten opportunities through LinkedIn Jobs as an employee. So if you are a small business owner or hiring manager, you know the success in 2023. It all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 member 875 million member profiles that's a lot of people on there to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates linkedin jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college it's free guys linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So as far as uh, moving on goes, and again, I, I cited uh, an on3.com report that Miami sent a large contingent of defensive coaches up to Lakeland only to get essentially stood up, okay? So if the scenario played out with that way, it would not surprise me whatsoever if Mario Cristobal has already pulled Cormani McLean's offer. And if he hasn't done that officially, I think he's done it unofficially to focus on other targets. You know, because if you if you feel like, um, you know, if you feel like you're you're getting misled and this player is not serious about playing for you, 
sometimes like the great Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away, know when to run. I think you might have to run away from this situation now. Uh, now I don't know for sure if they officially pulled his offer because they don't have to tell me or anybody that, uh, and perhaps they still believe they have a shot there, but I don't know because Nick Saban apparently has already stopped recruiting Cormani McLean to Alabama because he sees red flags with the situation and he doesn't want the drama. Now, remember, uh, for those who are Miami Hurricanes football fans and have followed this recruiting class, Miami has a top five class with or without Cormani McLean, right? And at cornerback, you're in very good shape with the young players coming in. Damari Brown and Robert Stafford are both high-rated four-star corners. Devontae Brown, uh, who's Damari's older brother, who just transferred in from UCF, is ready to plug and play at that position. He's probably going to end up being a starting corner for Miami next year. Uh, and uh, as far as recruiting goes, Miami has apparently already pivoted their focus to a great cornerback option in the transfer portal. So when I talk about accepting a situation and moving on from it, it sounds like Miami's already doing that. According to Gabby Yerudia from Inside the U, when Hurricanes coaches figured out that Cormani was not in Lakeland on Friday, they immediately pivoted. Uh, I think they did talk to, uh, to Lakeland coaches first and had a little visit there, but they quickly pivoted right out of Lakeland and over to Jacksonville to visit in person with Georgia transfer cornerback Jaheim Singletary. Singletary is a player that I absolutely covet. And I, I think this is someone Miami should be targeting, whether or not Cormani McLean sticks with Miami. If there's a slim chance that Cormani McLean does sign with Miami, I still think you need to go after Jaheim Singletary. But let's also remember something that if and assuming McLean doesn't sign with Miami, that also frees up the NIL money that he has been promised. And that now can be budgeted elsewhere, right? It was a similar thing when Jaden Rashada, who was in line for a sizable NIL at Miami, when he decommitted from Miami and flipped to Florida, there's a whole new mess going on now with that. But when he decommitted from Miami, that freed up the, the NIL money that was, uh, that was being allocated to him. Miami was able to inject that into other areas. The same thing now could happen with the Cormani McLean funds. And I think a great way to use that could be on Jaheim Singletary. It's a former five-star recruit out of Duval County was the 27th overall recruit in the class of 2022. He was the number five rated cornerback in that entire class. And I had a conversation with him a couple days ago with our pal, Larry Bluestein, who watches more Florida high school football than probably any other human being on planet earth. And Blue told me that, you know, he thought uh, even being the number five rated corner that year, he thought Jaheim Singletary was underrated in the class of 2022. And, you know, he likes him just as much, if not, I think it's a matter of opinion, but Blue likes uh, Singletary. He liked him coming out of high school just as much, if not more, as he liked Cormani McLean. So that's really interesting. Um, you know, uh, Singletary has similar size and dimensions to McLean. He's not quite as long as McLean. He's a little bit thicker now at this point, and he plays more physical than Cormani does. Uh, he's six foot two as Jaheim Singletary. He appeared in 12 games uh, at Georgia as a reserve last year. Um, he has, you know, uh, to his advantage, I think this is one of the good things about transfer portal players. He's got a full year 
under his belt in a college strength program, not to mention he got excellent coaching for a year at Georgia, and he's got three years of eligibility left. So it's it's not quite the same thing as bringing in a true freshman, but it's pretty similar to that if you could bring in a guy who's got a full three years left. And so the connection to Miami, like, first of all, Singletary, you know, he would obviously, he would help soften the blow, if not erase the blow of not getting Cormani McLean. If it does play out that way, if you miss out on Cormani, but you get Jaheim Singletary in the transfer portal, that's a really good trade-off, all right? It's a really, really good trade-off. Um, and there is a connection, few connections to Miami. So when Singletary committed to Georgia, Jamil Adai was his primary recruiter to Georgia. Adai, of course, is now the Miami defensive backs coach. Um, Singletary has been recruited heavily by Miami before. He considered Miami before going to Georgia, even visited Miami before deciding to go to Georgia. Uh, and Mario Cristobal had also recruited this player to Oregon. So he's got like a triple threat connection to Miami. I'm not saying it's a slam dunk for Miami, okay? Because you have to watch out with a few different schools. Uh, Oregon does get brought up for him, but you also, I think probably the primary competition would come from Florida State and even perhaps Florida as well. And the big advantage that Florida would have is being so close to Singletary's hometown of Jacksonville, that he could be, you know, right there around the corner from his family and he wouldn't have to be far from home. And Florida State fans seem pretty confident. I think Florida State might be even the bigger threat than Florida. FSU fans seem pretty confident, and they're curious to see if Pat Sertan, who just landed the defensive backs coaching job there, can make a big splash in recruiting slash transfer portal right away and help lure this player to Tallahassee. But um, from Miami's standpoint, uh, I can tell you a couple things. Number one, Miami is going to go very hard for Jaheim Singletary. They're really going to go strong into this recruitment. And we know Miami, obviously, very competitive from an NIL standpoint, especially if they're not getting Cormani. There's going to be a reallocation of that budget that could, you know, go into uh, from, you know, uh, from Ruiz and company and a reallocation of that budget that could make a strong push at Jaheim Singletary and you know the fact that Miami made first contact because it sounds to me like the first coaching staff to see him in person because they had an in-person conversation with him uh, I don't know if Miami's going to get the last conversation with him because I'm sure Singletary is going to go through the whole process here and make a handful of visits but you know Miami being in front of the pack on this one and getting that first contact with him that can only be a good thing it cannot be a bad thing okay so yeah expecting Miami uh, to completely pivot here to Jaheim Singletary. And this is a player Miami should be going after, even if, for whatever reason, they still feel confident about landing Cormani McLean. Uh, I feel uh, I feel pretty confident overall about what Miami is doing. Uh, we have some wide receiver options. Now, Miami did lose a commitment from a quarterback that I liked. Uh, I will explain what's going on there when we come back here on Locked on Canes. Guys, I hope you've been on BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football. We got playoffs going on, my friends. Ooh, you get all the numbers, all the analytics, all the statistical edges on everything at BetOnline as it's a busy playoff weekend. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. Basketball, soccer, hockey, everything. And if you love sports podcasts, yeah, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, 
where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today, even on, on a Sunday. Make sure for your second listen, you check out my dudes, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, on the newest member of the Locked on College family, Locked on College Basketball. Guys, the expert analysis and the interviews you need. And Miami's hoops team, unfortunately, fell in overtime to NC State, but the Canes are still having a nice season. You can hear about them and everything going on at Locked On College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. So make sure to make them your second listen. Uh, So uh, Miami no longer has a commitment from walk-on, preferred walk-on quarterback Vic Sutton. Uh, He has flipped his commitment. He hadn't signed yet. He was going to sign February 1st or, you know, in the February window. He flipped his commitment yesterday from Miami to Mississippi State. This makes a lot of sense. Like, he lives in Mississippi. Uh, He gets to stay closer to his family, closer to home. Um, Now, as far as the Mississippi State side of it, I'm not sure if they offered him a scholarship, which Miami didn't. But their quarterback room, not as crowded as Miami's right now. So you factor that in and you factor in the idea that he can be closer to home and family. I wish Vic Sutton nothing but the best. And I hope that he's getting a scholarship there or can quickly earn a scholarship there. Because as we said it on this show, Vic Sutton is too good not to have a scholarship. You don't see too many three-star quarterback prospects. And, you know, I think him getting injured last year and not being able to attend camps, I think, was what hurt him. I think had he not uh, suffered an injury last season, I, I think he definitely would have gotten a lot more scholarship offers out there. So that just the timing of that was very unfortunate for the young man. But he deserves it. I hope he can earn a scholarship quickly there. He's too good not to have a scholarship. Uh, his film looks great. You know, I, I got into when he did commit to Miami, uh, I got into a Vic Sutton rabbit hole and uh, and his highlights look great. Dangerous dual threat quarterback, strong arm to push the ball down the field. So he's no longer a Miami commit was going to be a preferred walk on here. I wish him the best. And yeah, Miami still does have a crowded quarterback room. Tyler Van Dyke is still here. The expected starter next year. Jake Garcia. He loves Miami. He's hanging around. Uh, Jakari Brown, who, you know, I, I like his prospects for the future. Very dangerous runner. Just got to hone that passing ability a little bit. He's still around. Uh, he played some as a true freshman last year and Emery Williams, who could be the quarterback of the future he's in. So just not a whole lot of opportunity and wiggle room in that Miami quarterback room. So Sutton saw better opportunity somewhere else. And it happened to be closer to home. I do not blame him for taking that opportunity. Uh, So, you know, we talk a lot about wide receivers available in the transfer portal and how we need to get one. Now, um, as of today, I haven't heard any feedback yet, good or bad, on the visit that Gary Bryant Jr. is making to Miami. I don't know how that's going. I know that. So Gary Bryant Jr. is the really, really dangerous, speedy wide receiver transfer out of USC. Even though he's 5'11", he can play outside receiver. And Miami is hot and heavy for him. Um, I felt pretty good, still feel pretty good because nothing's changed about Gary Bryant Jr. prior to making his Miami visit. I don't know how that visit went or is going. Um, Hopefully Miami can close there. Now, I do expect... Bryant will make more visits because Miami is his first official visit. He has another one scheduled to Texas A&M. So maybe Miami can impress him so much on this official visit. He shuts down the rest of his process. I'm not expecting that because he wasn't going to be enrolling in January. He's not enrolling till the summer. 
he's planning on doing his due diligence. So if Miami can impress him so much, he shuts down the rest of his process, that'd be great. But that's not my expectation. Uh, so hopefully it's going well with Gary Bryant. But now there's another option available, and it's a South Florida player. So uh, Alabama wide receiver Tyler Harrell, who's a former Louisville receiver, he is in the transfer portal. Uh, he's a Columbus High grad, right? That's Mario Cristobal's alma mater, okay? Six foot one, 175 pounds. Uh, he entered the transfer portal just yesterday. He announced it on Twitter. Um, so he's he's an experienced player. Uh, he's been granted a sixth season of eligibility for 2023. Uh, he had actually just transferred from Louisville to Alabama, was in Louisville from 2018 to 2021, transferred to Alabama, just, you know, had a hard time breaking through that top receiver rotation there, but was very good at Louisville. Uh, he's a grad transfer now. Um, and these are numbers per AL.com. He averaged in 2021 at Louisville, he averaged 29.1 yards per catch and he scored six touchdowns that year. Uh, you know, he arrived at Alabama with high expectations, but um, it never materialized. And actually, you know, it wasn't just not being able to break the rotation. Actually, a lot of that had to do with injury. He suffered a foot injury and that lingered into October. And so that, you know, affected his ability to get into the Alabama rotation. And something to think about, not only does Tyler Harrell have the South Florida ties being a Columbus high grad, having grown up here, family down here. Um, he's also got, you know, an Alabama teammate, a former teammate in Javion Cohen here. I don't know how close they are, but Cohen can obviously help make that sales pitch in Miami's favor. He can tell Harrell about his process having come here. If they do have any kind of a, a friendship relationship, that can only work in Miami's favor. So we will see how that plays out. Um, now, I don't necessarily know if Miami could land both out of the two of them. I would rather have Gary Bryant than Tyler Harrell because uh, Bryant's got more eligibility left. He's got three years of eligibility left, and I just think he has more upside um, than Harrell, but Harrell could be like a nice one-year stopgap guy. So I don't know if Miami could land both, but that could be a nice plan B if the plan A of Gary Bryant does not work out or if Miami thinks that isn't working out. So that is one to keep an eye on. So yeah, guys, I appreciate you tuning in as always. If you do us a favor, if you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, Wherever you get your pods, leave us a five-star rating. And if you and by the way, we've gotten some new reviews recently on Apple Podcasts. I want to throw some shout-outs in the next episode because I don't want you guys to think that, hey, I'm asking you to leave reviews and then I'm never going to even shout you out. I do want to do some shout-outs on our next show for folks who have left us reviews because I really appreciate it. So if you can leave us a five-star rating and leave us a quick review, uh, I would really appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do, man. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Smash it. And make sure you subscribe to Locked on Canes. And yeah, um, uh, I, I think Miami is uh, is getting played by Cormani McLean and Coach Prime. I don't take it personally. If I was on the Colorado side of it, I'd be having a lot of fun with this situation. It is what it is. It's the nature of the beast. All Miami can do is recognize you're getting trolled if that's what's happening here. Pivot move on, focus your time and efforts elsewhere. And I think that's what the Canes are doing as we speak. So we will talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.